0: Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams, brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil Driscoll, and today I'm going to be talking to you um, about how you could potentially offset some of the uh, costs of uh, running and maintaining your boat uh, through various uh, commercial opportunities. Um variations on the theme so yeah, boats it's always good to try and avoid having to get onto the the topic of money but um you know it, it is something which is a real luxury for us and i just have come across you know there's a few platforms some of them you've probably may have even used and just some ideas of things we we've found uh, that might be useful to think about so you know one one side is um you know, with the use of the platforms we've been using now for a while, like Airbnb and houses, you know, and, um, you, you, have got to make sure you're clear on what's, you know, what you can do legally, where you actually are in terms of a country, state, etc. Um, and don't forget insurance, but, um, you know, Airbnb, uh, is something which has been becoming more and more popular, um, on boats for rentals, um um sometimes people are actually leaving sort of the boat on the mooring so you kind of get transferred out to a boat somewhere and have that kind of live aboard experience um seems to be you know it seems to be growing popularity another one is called beds on board um which um you know is kind of what it sounds like it's sort of like airbnb but targeted for boats in marinas i know particularly in europe uh that's getting more and more popular um and often really really convenient you know especially if you go into a sailing event or something and you want to find somewhere really local to stay so um you know listing your boat on those kind of platforms could, could could be an option for you and um and depending on the sort of the rules in the country where you're based it might be very simple uh some countries it's still still a bit harder just remind you for any of these things i mentioned though make sure that you're also across um updating your insurance i'd hate for you to end up you know, going down a line of realising that because of doing something you actually weren't insured. Now, the next is using your boat fully commercially. So, in Australia, we call this commercial survey. Um, uh, It varies. uh, They tend to call it charter survey in England. Um, uh, The rules vary everywhere. Um, Some places it's very simple, others it's a bit more involved. Um, Obviously, the costs tend to... um, kind of vary depending on how involved things are but uh one thing to think about you know so if you're if you're looking at the boat being properly used commercially then there's either the line of um, a bare boat kind of like the boats that you charter if you go on holiday um, or what we call skipper charter um pros and cons obviously with either one is in theory simpler because you haven't got to get a skipper like the bare boat but often you might find that your boat um could be better looked after or less, um, less prone to damage if, if there was a skipper there, but then you need to organize the skipper. Um, particularly people when they're, uh, looking at sort of semi retirement or kind of like, you know, an extra bit of income, uh, as they move into retirement, that one can be quite attractive because you can end up, um, you know, being the skipper of your own boat and bringing people onto it and, uh, and can be a really nice way to go. Um, I would just, I would advise if you go down that line, just to make sure that you try and think the whole thing through. So, like, how would we skipper it? Um, where would we keep the boat? Would we sell the charters ourselves, or would we budget um, getting someone else to do it? Um, it totally works. There's a reason there's charter boats all over the place, um, and there's some really, really good operations all over the world who are sort of providing services at every level I've mentioned there from just sales to full management of the whole program um, and achievable to do everything yourself. But um, if you are, if you are looking at that, then um, you know, especially in Australia, then it's probably good to chat to us about getting your yacht master as well. If you wanted to have the option of skippering your own boat um, or, or, and also we can give you full support on, on putting the boat into commercial survey. So, um, the another one is a lot more popular in england and uh, just because the rules are simpler for getting the boat uh commercial than that is in uh in australia but um you know going down the line a bit like um what we've got so you know being a sailing school there's a a lot of if you like one-man band sailing schools in england that is just someone that's got their own boat they've become an rya yacht master instructor and you know they're running running some training um it's a bit of a double whammy that one. I think what happens is a lot of people really like the idea because rather than necessarily just having people rocking up for a party, they they've got people coming onto their boat who are kind of more engaged in learning, which, uh, can be a more wholesome and rewarding experience for the skipper. Uh, says a man with a sailing school. um, However, often also to deliver those kind of courses, you end up having to be on board a lot of the time and and, and sometimes people get quite tired of that after a couple of years. So, um, And also when you are having to teach and have people actively involved in the boat, um, then you'll find that the the wear and tear on the boat can increase a little bit unless it's very carefully managed. Whereas, you know, put the other way, unless I was skippering the boat... um, I've never been a guest on a um, on a charter in Sydney that was a sailing boat where they put the sails up ever. Like I've never ever seen uh, sails go up when I've been a guest on a sailing charter boat. So I'm sure it happens sometimes. I have seen them go up on boats that you know have been sailing around, but you know that obviously minimizes the wear and tear, and um, and so you know a lot of a lot of the time um, it. it it can be that it's actually less impact on the boat to do a, a kind of just normal charters for parties and bucks parties and whatever maybe not bucks parties um than it is to just go and uh, uh go and try and do a sailing school so couple kind of other options they're not so much commercial but kind of come into the whole cost cost offset. One is looking at the syndicates um you know it's, it's a a popular way to go some of them are more membership models some of them are um uh where ownership models um uh they're very popular um the um it i think it often depends how much you're going to use the boat um um but it can um i you know one thing can be quite stressful for people with owning a boat outright isn't just the the overall ownership of the costs and the The boat but is actually you know feeling bad whenever they're not using the boat so that's often a big draw card for um going into sort of those kind of syndicate operations um and it's you know if you are going down that line just sort of do your homework um some of them are like really good new boats etc very fair costs um some of them are a bit different so just make sure that you've you've got a handle on that before you before you get too involved um and, uh, and we we definitely work some really good ones here in Sydney uh, and then finally it's yeah see it more and more uh, we're actually managing uh, the boats for a few of these now is a private syndicate so you know you just get uh, two or three people they might be uh, they might be friends They might be people that um, you find from sort of just formally selling a share but basically where you look at for example getting a boat and then maybe uh, selling usually it's a multiple of five so either five you have like four or five people in the or shares in the boat or ten um uh tend to work quite well. but both have their merits. It tends to just come down to how much money people can afford to put in really um uh, I think a lot of people are attracted more to a you know only having four or five shares but it might just be a bit of a bridge too far. Or you're happy to, you know, be be only a 10th shareholder, but have a you know a much nicer boat than you would ever be able to justify normally. Um, if you are going down the line of your own syndicate, I definitely, you know, one side, I think one of the reasons people come to us for this stuff is because it's great to have some sort of an independent who comes in and details and checks the boat and, you know, manages the maintenance program so it doesn't have to fall on just one person in the syndicate. The other thing for you to think about is... Um, if you are going to go down that line, I would encourage you to consider putting an end date as well. So the shares will be, you know, come up for sale again in three years or five years. Five is often a good number again. Um, So everyone knows where they are um, uh, and just try and sort of think it through, make it a very clean, simple uh, contract that everyone goes into so they know where they stand. So, you know, if you want to think about offsetting some of the costs, then... um, you know, you've got things like the the whole Airbnb beds on board, in commercial survey, either bare boat or skippered. Maybe being a sailing school, you could buy into a syndicate or create your own one. But the last thing I'd say is, you know, this all been more about the money side of things. But remember the whole thing with the boat. So, you know, great line I heard the other day. My accountant would never have. <laughs> my accountant would always say, "No, don't do this." And um, you know. Re- the boat is you are also buying an experience it's it's fun it's time for yourself time with your friends time with your family um time that you never get back so uh it's important to look at all of those kind of cost things to make yourself comfortable and make sure you don't end up you know with your kind of buyer's remorse but um remember that this is an experience you know you 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 go and have fun get out there and you know get that Get that time and and, and enjoy it. And um, however, you know whatever it is that draws you to boating, um, you you'll love it.